This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Secret word of the day, your chance to win ten grand comes up a week from Saturday, from Friday. Week from Friday. Okay, that'll be November the big 18th. Day. Yeah, big day. Somebody's going to win 10,000 Somalis. 10,000 Somalians. <laughs> Somalis. Yes. 10,000 clams. 10,000 clams. 10,000 buckaroos. 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 10,000 silver dollars. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah, that would be actually kind of cool to see 10,000 silver dollars. It would be, wouldn't place. it? Yeah. We're talking about the coin, not the actual you know thing on the beach. Right. Those, those are different. Right. Sand dollars is what they call those. They call those sand dollars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So uh, when we were in... Uh, we were in Bangkok. We we're in this little resort area called Chiang Mai, and the last, the last morning that we were there, me and the lucky lady took uh, took the boys down to the beach, and uh, it was like a sand dollar bonanza. It's like I, we 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 probably took a hundred or more sand dollars off the beach. Okay. I mean, I mean, it was just like we turn around. There's one. Turn around. There's one. Turn around. There's one. Turn around. And like and like. And then I got into it, and they got into it, and we all we were like so excited. <laughs> Where did you take these sand dollars? We took them. We took them with us, and then we we took them. We ended, we ended up, I think, just getting rid of them at the okay. end of the day because because <laughs> it just didn't. They're hard to preserve. But I mean, we were can't really, fry those up or anything. No, put them on the we, grill. We were really, we were really, really, really excited about. About finding them. I mean, usually you find one sand dollar and you're like, you're like a static, you know. But we were like, it's like every time we turn around, there's sand dollar, there's sand dollar, there's sand dollar, there's sand dollar, and it's like this one, there's one, there's one. And, did you, you know? The, did, did you tell the boys I'm the best sand dollar finder ever? Did you tell them. I think we told. I think yep. we told Grandma that that the three of us were. Oh, we were. Yeah. That, that we collectively were the best sand dollar finders in the history of the free world. Mm-hmm. I mean, all we had to do is look down, and there was one. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Syntax Hank says this. Uh, boy, there's so many coming through here. Let me let me get to Syntax Hank. I can't get to him right now. Uh, yeah, here he is. I do think that going forward on almost every fourth down is not the best idea. And I fr- frankly, I doubt that analytics really say it is. Time, distance, location, and personnel all have to be taken into consideration. The other thing that I'm thinking about here with this is... Score it, as well. R- score as well, right? You know, if you're down two touchdowns, mm-hmm. you, you got to be a little... A little bit more risky. Sure. You know, down by three early on in the fourth quarter, you're probably not going to be as risky. My, my other thought is, is are you, because you have this penchant for going for it on fourth down, is that affecting your calls on second and third down? Sure it is. I would think so. Like, for example. On are the you th- adjusting on the, what you're doing, right? Like on the third and two, you're throwing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, again, under throwing the ball down the field. Instead of trying to pick up the first, yeah, because right. you're figuring, hey, we got another down to work with. We're gonna, here. we're gonna, we're gonna go for it here. So yep. we're, so we're just gonna, we're gonna sling it down the field. Now that's a really good point. And you know, when you because you on third, on third and two, uh, incomplete pass to uh, Loic Fungi uh, down the right. It says short right to to Loic Fungi, but it's down the field. I mean, it's 
it's and it's into coverage uh, that you're throwing. I mean, you'd been running the ball relatively effectively um, in the ball game, especially with Taj Brooks. Mm-hmm. But anyway, just just a little just a little frustrating. A couple things that kind of stood out to me during the ball game. You had some really you had a couple of key injuries in the game with your receivers that really hurt you. Yeah, the, absolutely. The targeting call that that knocked out Henry Teeter, man, that was that was a, a devast, kind of a devastating injury. Um because he got concussed. Bradley? Or Jaron Bad Jaran Bradley. Yeah, Jaran Bradley. You're right. But that was a big one. Oh, it was huge. Yeah, it's huge. It was massive. It was huge. Yeah. It's huge. One of your best playmakers down the field. Yeah. No no question. Yeah. Uh, you had, uh, you know, Tony Bradford uh, got hurt um, in the uh, in the third quarter with two twenty one to go. He did not he did not come back uh, after that play. JJ yeah. uh, Sparkman looked looked like he hurt his hand again or, or his wrist or something. He he did not he did not come back. So um, just had some some really unfortunate unfortunate things there um, that took. Uh, that took place. TCU, uh, Max Duggan, I mean, you held him into, I thought, you know, pretty good stead. He was 12 of 23, 195 yards. He did throw two touchdowns, uh, but he didn't he didn't really, like, scare the bejesus out of you, you know. Uh, they, they rushed the ball 51 times for 234 uh, net yards. I mean, it wasn't like anybody – I mean, Kendry Miller th- went for 158 on 21 totes, had a, had a, a touchdown. His longest was for 50 yards. So you take the – you take the fifty yards out, and basically they they rush for two hundred yards. You know, it wasn't like they pounded you. No, no, no. I would agree. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't pound you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas Tech was. They have a good. They have. I mean, they have a really good offense. Low weapons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they were missing a key guy. You know, their big yeah. their big receiver. Right. That factored in, but they have a lot of good weapons. Um, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and 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 I, I thought your defense did a really good job against them. For most of the game, third down was uh, mm-hmm. was terrible for both teams. Tech three of sixteen and TCU uh, five of fifteen. Um, time of possession, it was even at the half, fifteen minutes and fifteen minutes, and then TCU had it for nine minutes and forty seconds in the third quarter to Tech's five twenty nine fifty nine in the fourth to Tech's five oh one. But you know when you're giving them the ball back like that. And you're not, you're just not able to sustain drives. And you're not able to sustain drives. You know, that's the other part of it. And that you mm-hmm. kind of passed over because people talk about the fourth downs. Well, you know, you're just not effective on offense if you're not picking up 10 yards in three, in three downs, right? You weren't doing that regularly. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. definitely a big, a big problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. Yeah. Your offense just was not very good. Uh, this. And, and again, I, I just, me personally, I, 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 Tyler Shuck does not look like the same quarterback that he looked like before. Uh, somebody asked us, what was our third down rate? I just told you three of 15. Our offense needs to start winning on third down so we don't have fourth down, but it seems the play calling is just to get some yards on third then get the rest on the fourth. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, turning the ball over on downs is just like a turnover, even though it doesn't show up in the stats as such. Yes, I think, yeah, I think, I everybody, would agree. Agree. I think everybody would agree with you on that. Uh, I would love to have a list of plays run per team per quarter so that you because it was the fourth quarter really where tc ran away with it and how many plays they had run up to that point on offense against your defense 
that would be a number I would be curious. Uh, not the total plays run, because there's no doubt in my mind that they were way over you in plays. But how many more plays your defense was on the field through the first three? Yeah. And, and how me- where that was balanced, and then what the fourth quarter specifically looked like. Yeah. Uh, Jay says this, my wife says that reading the chat line is awful for my mental health. I'd probably agree with that. It's awful for anybody's mental health. Sometimes just watching games on the weekend, just watching the games is bad for your mental health, right? It's not really the Yates Flooring Center's chat line's fault. It's it's more the people saying it. That's right. The angry, upset people saying it in the chat. Right. Right. We don't want to blame the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Not at all. all. He didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) No. Unfortunately, he's the avenue that people decide to drive down at full speed with their angry thoughts. Uh, This, yet with all those injuries to wide receivers, we can't throw to a tight end once. It's mind-boggling the way that some games our tight ends are a big factor and the next game they're non-existent. Mm -hmm. And we did throw to one once. Down near the goal line to teeter. To teeter. Yeah. yeah okay. That was once. It was tipped away. Okay. But, man, this, it's just funny how we as fans, and I'm sure every fan base has the same thing, but there's like something going into the season that we're all excited about, whether it's this young freshman that was awesome in spring ball or this transfer that we got that's just going to kill it, or, hey, this coach says we're going to do this. And we're all so excited about the tight ends. Yeah. And they have just, I mean, again, some games they've been a big factor. Mm-hmm. We've, you've had reasons to be excited about a 6'9 tight end, Mason Tharp, who we all just oohed and odd over. And we were all excited about, you know, about Baylor Cup, one of the highest recruited tight ends in the country. You know, and now he's coming to play for us. And, and, Henry Teeter's mom's a tight ends coach. coach. Right. <laughs> no, like all three of them, just, they're just not a big factor, and it's so disappointing because they look like talented guys, Yeah, all the, three of them. On the fourth and four from your own 45 with 934 to go in the ballgame, Mason Tharp was open over the middle, but they went to Price, and it was broken up. We haven't even gotten to the Phantom face mask call yet, but we'll get to that. That that's out there, but I mean, you got that kind of offset too because you have the Nehemiah Martinez, you know, incomplete pass that was ruled a fumble. Uh, the officiating was very oh, suspect, they're, they're... awful. You're tuned into the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. Still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 7th day of November 2022. Secret word of the day coming up. But first, this day in sports history. 1943 is where we will start this morning okay. because the Detroit Lions tie the New York Giants nothing to nothing. <laughs> it was the last scoreless tie in the NFL. Oh, wow. How about that? 43? 1943. Mm. Oh, those defenses were stout. <laughs> the offenses stunk. No, it was all about the defense. <laughs> 
Probably went for it on fourth down a lot. 1962, Glenn Hall set an NHL record of 503 consecutive games mm-hmm. as a goalie. Hmm. 1963, New York Yankee catcher Elston Howard is the first African-American to be voted the AL MVP. He would go on to become a longtime coach for the Yankees as well. Mm -hmm. 1964, the National League keeps the Braves in Milwaukee in 65. Mm -hmm. They may move to Atlanta in 66. 1987, the third college football holy war. Notre Dame beats Boston College 32 to 25 in South Bend. Boy, Notre Dame put a whooping on Clemson this weekend. Sure did. We were right about that. We were right about Clemson. We we challenged their resume. Take that college football committee. Okay. Well, I picked Clemson to win, so <laughs> So I don't know who he is. Well, then me, me, I, I challenged it. There you go. Okay. Chuck knows it all. I do not know he it knew all. Also, just told Jeff world. and I we shouldn't listen to him about Kansas this weekend. Well, on our show versus show. Yeah. We should 19- listen. We should listen to Chuck every time, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Not every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> 1989. The 10th, I'm sorry, 1991, 1989. I'm looking at the sheet. Look at the page. I've got a 89 and a 98 on here, and I, I got Chris Cross. And you got 91 out I've of I've got 100 things going on, and all of them are my problem. Baltimore Orioles' Greg Olson is the first relief pitcher to win AL Rookie of the Year. Okay. Yeah, he had like 45 or something saves that year. Mm-hmm. It was really good. 1991, Magic Johnson announces that he has tested positive for the HIV virus. And retires from the L.A. Lakers. That was just such a chilling, chilling day. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I'm, I'm can, I can tell you exactly where I was, and the, just the reports that come out. Of course, there was no internet at the time, and just you, you saw that hastily called news conference there at the forum, and you hear Magic say those words, and then, and you never would have thought that it would have been him that would have gotten that based on what we knew about that virus at that point in time. You would have never, ever, ever, ever thought that that magic would have been. Why? Just because it was it was thought to, okay, it's gonna be, I'm just going to say it, did not see a guy like magic who, and I don't know what, his, what the rumors are or anything like that, a heterosexual male who was prominent in the world of sports who, who contracted the HIV virus. And it was it was unthinkable because in those days you still didn't know about Arthur Ashe and how he got his his was through a bad blood transfusion mm-hmm. and and we didn't know that he had that uh, and that's why I have always come out and said what Magic did and how he handled it and how he said that he probably saved a lot of lives um, just based on the fact that he said I Magic Johnson have contracted this because. I got to tell you, as a guy that was 31 years old and not married at the time, man, and you just you have a lot of thoughts that go through your mind after you hear that Magic Johnson has that. Okay. And and I mean it. It I think it scared the bejesus out of almost everybody that was that was of an adult age. And I just I I, I mean I still it was bone chilling 
shocking at that time. What year was that? 91? 91. Mm-hmm. 1998. Here we In the- go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's national, but no. Uh, 10th Holy War. Notre Dame beats Boston College 31 to 26. In Chestnut Hill. It's National Bittersweet Chocolate and Almonds Day. Chocolate and almonds, I'm in. Um, why it's got to be the bittersweet I, chocolate? I don't love the bittersweet. That's why I don't love most um, chocolate chip cookies because they're made with the sweet. And it's just a little too much for me. Mm. Yeah, I like it to be the more milk chocolate. You make a chocolate chip cookie with milk chocolate, yes. and, I, and I enjoy it much more. As opposed to what kind do they usually make? Semi-sweet. It's, it's like the semi-sweet. It's usually okay. what it is. Oh, okay. But I even think semi-sweet is different than uh, bittersweet. Okay, maybe so. It's like in the middle yeah, between milk chocolate and yeah. bittersweet. Yeah, like, you're, you're probably right. But, um, yeah, I'm not. Dark chocolate almonds in all day long. Milk chocolate almonds all day long. Bittersweet, I, we could do better. Although I'm not going to probably turn it down either. Uh, happy birthday. couple of, well, one current and one former Texas Tech coach. Happy birthday, national championship coach Wes Kitley. Oh, happy Sweet. birthday, Coach Kitley. 64 today. Nice. And former Texas Tech basketball coach Billy Gillespie celebrating birthday today. He's 63. <laughs> coach Gillespie. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday, pop singer Lord is 26. Christopher Knight, you may know him better as Peter Brady, is 65. John Taffer from Bar Rescue, 68. And former Cowboys Taco uh, Charlton is 60, uh, is 28. And on this day in 1944, Franklin Roosevelt is elected to an unprecedented mm. fourth term in office. FDR remains the only president to serve more than two terms. Yeah, that, that fourth one would not last very long. No, it would not. And that is this day in sports history. <laughs> All right, time for our secret word of the day, your chance to win $10,000. So we uh, have this local contest going on that we want you to participate in, us in the home zone where they make your house a home. You enter the word, go to double to do that, and then you anxiously, anxiously await Jamie's email. Uh, to tell you that you are qualified. Did you get any responses from those that have been qualified? Like, yeah, Jamie, thank you very much. Or, whoo, cool. Or, wow, can't wait. Or anything like that. I think the popular answer was, why does Chuck have to be keep giving the word? Can't somebody else give it for a while? I think that was the most popular response, right, Jamie? I did get some responses. I don't know that it was any of... Any of those? Woo, or it was more like, awesome, thanks, Jamie. <laughs> okay, yeah. things like that. Okay. People are a little bit more... Reserved. Reserved in their emails. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they said that, you know. Is it, wow, honey, look, I'm, I'm qualified to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was more like, wow, I just got an email from Jamie the Lynn. guy who gets to sit next to Chuck every day. <laughs> Doubtful. I think that's what it was. Doubtful. Uh, your secret word right now here at 653 is road runners. Road runners. Road runner. You remember that show? You know, the... Cartoon? I do not. I do not remember that Wiley song. Wile E. Coyote. Jeff is... Was there was a Roadrunner song? Yeah. That, I remember yeah. Wile E. Coyote and yeah. the Roadrunner. I don't remember a Roadrunner road song. Runner gonna, yeah, yeah, he's got it. Uh, he'll get it for you. Roadrunners is your secret word. Go to double t 973com Enter that in. Roadrunners. 
at uh, DoubleT973.com. You could be qualified and get an email from Jamie Lind that you would save forever. And, uh, and then also uh, potentially use that to win $10,000. You got it? No. 6.54 this morning. Yeah, with the ad to play. Uh, okay. <laughs> Somebody says white chocolate almonds. Okay. Have uh, Red Raider bass. Here we go. See? Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> Wally Coyote's trying to catch him. Never does. Not even in the last episode. There we go. Don't remember it. Okay. Mostly. I must have watched a hundred Coyote and Roadrunner <laughs> cartoons. I don't think I've ever heard this song before. Yeah. Oh, I, I have. I've heard it. And I, I that was a staple on Saturday morning. Roadrunners. Yeah. Wiley Coyote. Ah, six fifty five. What was the name of the cartoon? The Roadrunner Road Show mm-hmm. is what it so shows here. I just always knew it was part of uh Warner Brothers, Mary, uh, Mary Melodies, and Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is kind of Looney Tunes sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I would not degrade Bug Funny for being associated with us. <laughs> All right, we'll talk uh, more Red Raider football. We'll talk other Big 12 games. Got basketball tipping off tonight. I'm getting kind of giddy for that as uh, Lady Raiders and Red Raiders are both in action tonight. We'll have I'm it for you. S- I'm sorry I didn't ask you that question. That's okay. That's all right. My bad. That's okay. It's coming up. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, know. We, say, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Just a couple of Mondays left for game week. Mm-hmm. Have next week and the following week. Next week. Next week is a game week. Okay, mm-hmm. November the the fourteenth. Okay, so three. Yep, three, and then three of them. Yep, three of them counting today. So two more after today. Two more. Mm-hmm. Two more game weeks. What you know? We're not going to win two of the three, Chuck. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, Which uh, two are we losing? Man, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be negative, but I think I will. You think we're gonna lose all three? Yep. Okay. Yep. I do. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but I think we're gonna lose all three. Okay. Um. Mm. I mean, keep playing like we're playing. You're not gonna win any ball games. I mean. No, I, mean, you, I thought you played pretty well for three quarters. You did, but I mean, you. But I guess you got to play well for four. I get you got to play well for four, and you can't you can't just put yourself in bad spots like like you did, you know. And and going for it from your own thirty six yard line with you're only down by four points with ten minutes to play. It was wasn't it twenty to seventeen? Or tw- it just, three? Okay, three three, three points. Yeah. 
Okay, so it's even worse. Am I right worse. there? Yeah, you're right. You're right there. Didn't you have a lead a couple of times during the game? You did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't... Uh, uh, you know, the final score shows that it yeah. only ended up being, what, a 10-point game? It was 20-17 to 17 when you went for it on, on yep. fourth and two yep. with, uh, with, you know, basically... Twelve twenty six to go in the ball game. I'm gonna. I wonder how many people betters we've angered in the last couple of weeks. I mean, because we've taken close games and then just let them go at the end, and they turn out to be a completely different score. Uh, and if you didn't watch the game, you're like, hey, Tech was never in that game. Mm-hmm. They got blown out. You know, at one point you're down what thirty four to seventeen in this I mean, one. You score the late touchdown, but he, you know, it's even like, when yeah. it's twenty seven to seventeen, you know, with nine thirty four to go to the ball game and it's fourth and four from your own forty five after you've just given them a short field. I mean <laughs> twenty seven to ten points and nine and a half minutes to go, that's an eternity. But we we made decisions based on the fact that hey, this is a we're gonna the game's gonna be decided right here. And that's that's what you said right there with nine thirty four to go in the ball game, fourth and four. You said game's gonna be decided right here, basically, if we don't get this. Because you're gonna give them a short field. I think you just completely flipped the momentum with the, the one mm-hmm. in the thirty six that the the game was decided right there. Yeah. Just completely, it looked like your defense just ran out of gas at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you I, think I, about the, uh, how, how big was the phantom face mask call? I want, I want to actually move away from, I, I'll get to that. Okay. Okay. The Miles Price almost amazing catch. Okay, I have that down too. How in the freaking world have, is that not pass interference? Okay, I have that I have that right here. I mean, the I receiver turns around to catch the ball. Yes. He's got a yes. defensive back mm-hmm. in his chest, in his face, mm-hmm. well before the ball gets there. How in the world? And the broadcasters never mentioned it on television I know, either. I know. How in the world? I know. What world can you say that, oh, man, uh, that's judgment call, or I must have just missed it. How in the world does all those officials miss that? Right. Because th- this is... Uh, this the is face the- mask one, clearly wrong, but you could see the guy's head move, mm-hmm. and as a human being, you could see where that official thought sure. it was a face mask. Sure. Yeah. In real really, time, I thought it was. Right. And really, really bad break for us. I agree with you. Really bad break. But mm-hmm. you could give that guy the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, you saw his head turn. It looked like it. Okay. Ultimately, he was wrong. We got hosed. I get it. But how is that not pass interference against Miles Price? How anybody not see that and think pass interference? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you. It was the most blatant thing ever. It was almost like the officials like, oh, wow, what a catch. I don't need to throw a flag. Oh, he didn't catch it. Oh, man, I didn't gonna, throw a now, flag. Now we're going to review it. Yeah. Re- review whether that official should ever step on a football field again. Review that. Because that was horrendous. And where's and where's the commentary from Joel Klatt on that? Or uh, Horrendous. I, I was not listening to the radio at that point in time, so I apologize for not getting the... Yeah, you know, the, John, uh, John and Brian got got it. Yeah, yeah, they they actually had a brain. Yeah, okay, yeah, and then the one in the end zone was frustrating to me too. Mm-hmm. Okay, the defensive back—I mean, the receiver comes down the field. He runs, pushes into the defensive back mm-hmm. who's falling down. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that's defensive pass interference. 
Like, the guy's not allowed. Like, when the receiver runs at you, you have to run out of the way? You have to go ole and get out of his way? No. He was standing there, and he ran into the defensive back. How was that defensive pass interference? Mm-hmm. Okay? But the one on Miles Price was the one. I, I mean, I was losing my mind. I was too. Yeah. I mean, I was losing my mind. How in the world do you miss that? Yeah. No, the face mask one, again, un- really unfortunate, really bad break, but... I think if you're being honest with yourself, when you saw it live, just like Jeff said, yes. it looked like a face yes. mask. Yes. Bad, bad luck for us. Uh, and this, this good is gosh, a- I wish we caught some of those breaks. But, man, the Miles Price one just had me irate. Uh, this this was uh, a drive that started with 13.25 to go in the third quarter. Uh, Shuck throws the ball uh, to Miles Price, and it's broken up by Todges, Hodges Tomlinson. Uh, and it is a heck of a try. I mean, it would have put the ball at the 32-yard line of TCU. Uh, he damn near caught that ball. Yeah, with it, no, with it was it. a great effort. And 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 great I'm effort. with you completely. It's like, how was that not a how was that not pass interference? Well, there's so much there that had me angry. I mean, why are we throwing a fade to a five-nine guy? Why why is our quarter? Why can our quarterback not get the ball down the field and let the, if it's about his speed, which it is? Okay, throw the ball out there and let him run underneath it. It's not about him coming back to the mm-hmm. ball, going through the defensive back. Okay, and then the official officials, nobody on the field seeing that that's pass interference when he clearly is up in his chest, mm-hmm. not looking at the football, okay, with his back to the quarterback, in his chest and face before the ball gets there, mm-hmm. period. He's got to try to catch it off the guy's back. It's a slippery, it's a slippery slope, and I understand that it is. But I kind of wish... If you're going to review a catch, you can also review if it's pass interference. Well, if you can do that, though, if you do that, though, then every penalty could be called in, and you get a phantom holding call on the left side. We remember the NFL last year had it, and what happened? No, no, they never never. overturned it. Yeah, because the officials protected themselves. Like, oh, you want this rule? Okay, we'll put it in, and we'll ignore it. Well, you have have old officials up there making that call, and they're they're not going to. They're not going to go back on their buddy. But on this that. was yeah. the booth that called for the review. Yeah. At yeah, some point, there needs to be like some sense, though. You're right, Jeff. Like, hey, something blatant was missed here. You know? Uh, somebody says this. Get off the face mask call. Put yourself in the official shoes. He's behind the play. Hand was high and quarterback's head turns. 100 out of 100 times that flag comes out. I, I agree, I but think it's, the, a big play. It's, a, it's a big point. Right, the game. and I think the three of us just... Got Still off the face mask yeah. call and said, we get it. Yeah. We get it. Really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Definitely wrong. Okay. Definitely wrong. We had a terrible break against us there. But again, we can kind of get that one. Yeah. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Questions, 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 questions. You get one question of Jeff, I, and our fine listening audience. All right, and you've kind of already answered it, but everybody wasn't listening then, so um, I'm going to go back to it. I I hate that I kind of let that one slip, but uh, we're going to get to it right now. So my question for... Jeff and Chuck and our fine listening audience today is how many more wins do you think Tech gets in the regular season this year? Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to say none. I'm, I'm going to say none. And I'm going to base that on, one, on how you've been playing, and two, how your opponents are playing as of right now. 
And, I mean, I, look, Spencer Sanders didn't play on Saturday, but Kansas just whooped Oklahoma State 37-16. to 16. They ran up and down the field against that defense. I know they're dinged up. I don't know how dinged up Oklahoma State is, but that concerns me. Iowa State, all of a sudden, has figured out how to score a little bit as um, they put up 31 on West Virginia. Now, you can say, well, it's West Virginia. Okay, you can say that. That's fair. But they've also proven to be a pretty good defensive team. They only allowed West Virginia to score 14 points. And then They've proven to be a very good defensive team. They're yeah. best in the conference. And then Oklahoma. Oklahoma may... Oklahoma may be your most winnable game left. They lost to Baylor 38-35. to What's their give a you-know-whatter when they play here the day after Thanksgiving? And what's ours at that point if, you're not, if you don't have a chance to get to be bowl eligible? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I hate being negative, but I guess, I, I guess I guess I, I'm sitting in the... You know, uh, I guess I, I just—it's my turn to be negative. I, I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> Jeff. I know we were taking turns. <laughs> well, apparently we are because it's not my turn because I'm not being negative. I think you can win two of the next three. Um, in fact, I'm not even a hundred percent sure that you can't win all three. Oklahoma's been terrible. Iowa State's offense is, is atrocious, and the Jayhawks are going to come into town completely drunk on drinking beers for being bowl eligible for the first time this century. It feels like. I like your chances at home, and you got two of these games at home. Now, granted, one of them's the Saturday after Thanksgiving when there's going to be like me, Jamie, and Chuck in the stadium, and that's about it. But I like your chances. I really do. The rest of the way, I think you can win all three. I think you'll win two of the three, and I'm going to take the next two. I, I'm I'm going to go with Kansas and Iowa State as the two that you win. If I was forced to pick the two but mm-hmm. <clears throat> you guys are so right in what you're saying about Oklahoma I mean that's could be like one of those bowl game situations where which team actually wants to be here kind of a deal mm-hmm. okay so no idea what the you know what the want to is going to be like for either one of those teams mm-hmm. okay um, you mentioned that Iowa State suddenly learned to score okay they scored one game this season sure. against the worst defense in the conference. No, no doubt. Okay, so I, I'm not I'm not scared of Iowa State's now, offense. Now, that might be like— Their a, defense is legit. There might, no. it, that might be a 17-14 game, but that's still a win. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you have, a good, you have a, a good chance winning against Iowa State, and I know it's on the road. I know that you've struggled against them, mm-hmm. especially there. Okay, I get all of that. Okay, but I just—I don't think Iowa State is nearly as good as they have been in years past. So— um, I just I think you can have a you know, I would guess a little bit higher than that, Jeff. You probably need to score like twenty one or twenty three to win that game, but um I feel like that that's a legitimate possibility of a win there. Uh I think this weekend's a high scoring, probably a pretty entertaining game. Um, depending on if Baron Morton is in there. That that changes things. But um yeah, I mean I Kansas' offense is good. It's fun to watch. They're they're you know um, a more complete football team than they've, at least on the offensive side of the ball, than they had. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're not any good. Okay, so I, I expect, I, I know that they shut down Oklahoma State's offense, but we've seen, I mean, in recent weeks with Spencer Sanders not being healthy and then not even playing, playing. in this game, it's a completely different deal, yeah. completely different team. So Baron Morton's a huge factor in this as far as I'm concerned because without him, who knows? But I, I will... 
put my just toss my ring into the or my hat into the ring right, right now and tell you I'm not asking this question. I was going to, but I didn't want to anger Jeff. Mm-hmm. If Baron Morton's hurt, okay, I am all in on Donovan Smith. Me too. Okay, I am all in. Tyler Shuck mm-hmm. does not look right right now to me. I I agree. Whether it's upstairs or whether it's his his arm. To me, his arm strength does not look yeah, does not look. He like, looks tentative mm-hmm. and and nervous, and he reminds me is exactly of Alan Bowman after the injury. Yeah. That's exactly what he looks like to me. He just looks tentative and not sure of anything and slow, and his arm speed is, and strength is not there. It just looks like he's playing scared and nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, if, you know, it wouldn't be the first time the coaching staff has disagreed with me, but if we see Tyler Shuck trot out there, God, I hate that I just used that word. If we see him head out there to be the starter <laughs> on Saturday. Because I've said that word before. Because you jam it down our throats over and over and over again. I hate that you've rubbed off on me. If he's the starter on Saturday, my my confidence level definitely goes down. And I'm not out on Tyler Shuck is that he can't get back to where he once mm-hmm. was. I'm just saying he's not there now. He, he looks like Alan Bowman. He's not there now. Jeff, I any other thoughts? I, other than I think that they can, like, and to the this tech, I, I, to the texture's point. Okay, go, go ahead. The, Jeff. They're like, how? What have we seen from Tech that makes us think they can win two of the next three? It's not so much what I've seen from Tech. It's what I've seen from Iowa State. It's what I've seen from Oklahoma. And while they look a little better than they did like a week and a half ago. They aren't just like still not great, yeah. And and I get that we're, you know, prisoners of the moment, and you've lost two straight games, and you've lost them by a good chunk. But let's remember, those were good teams, and mm-hmm. I mean, you were in the game in the fourth quarter in both of those games. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't go your way down the stretch. You know, those were two 50-50 games that you didn't win, and um, those are two good teams that you played against. Okay. Um, I just feel like you've played well. I mean, Oklahoma State, you lose on the road to a, you know, a ranked team. I mean, you're, you've played well in these games. You haven't been able to get over the hump, and I get that. You don't have the, you know, the depth and experience and on your offensive side of the ball and the offensive line and all that. But you just you haven't just been out of games. You know, right, like no. you've just gotten outclassed mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it felt like at times Baylor was outclassing you, but then, man, you fought your way right back into the game. Yeah. And you were there. I mean, you were there. Mm-hmm. And and then it kind of crumbled at the end. So I just don't think you're that far off. I don't. And I, I, two, losing two games in a row stinks out loud against teams that we hate losing to. Yeah. I totally get it. But um, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. What happens? Yeah, I, I mean, I was as angry after a loss this year on Saturday than I than I was. It it reminded me of the feeling of of Matt Wells' coach teams, where I felt like, hey, our teams, you know, playing well and giving themselves a chance, and uh, the headsets are making decisions that aren't helping. That's the way I felt on Saturday, and that reminded me of the feeling of. A Matt Wells coach team at times. Mm-hmm. 
right. 7.39 here this morning on the morning drive. So, Jeff, are you are you with us if uh, if Barron is unable to go on Saturday that uh, you're throwing out number seven? Not Adrian Fry, but... I, I might Aaron, hold open tryouts. But Donovan Smith? <laughs> <Open tryouts. laughs> no, okay. no. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I don't feel great if it's not Morton right now about any of your quarterbacks. Um, well, that's fair. That's fair. Again, Chuck, there's something not right. Mm-hmm. And Morton, I mean, not Morton, uh, and Smith, just... If you walk up to an eight-man front or a nine or a ten-man front, right. check out of the run. <laughs> I'm an idiot, and I know that. <laughs> you're not an idiot. No, I really am. No, I don't just play one on the radio. You're not. You're... <laughs> Let's get not get ourselves in situations and with uh, very um, predictable formations as well that it's all on the quarterback to make that decision. <clears throat> Somebody wants to know what I'd do if I won the – Lottery. Well, first, I'm going to build my sky bridge from the Womble to the... That's the first thing you're doing? <laughs> well, uh, maybe that's wow. the first. It's in, my, it's in my head. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive Podcast. From Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Um, for Coronado, their season is done. For Estacado, their season continues. Uh, the Matadors have won four of their last five, Jamie. They beat Lakeview on um, Thursday, on Friday, 61-7. to 7. Okay? Okay. So they're, they're marching on to the, to the playoffs. The Coronado Mustangs uh, fell last Thursday, and so their season is now done. They lost to Tascosa 35-14. to On to hoops for them. And no other LISD schools, schools aside from uh, Estacado, will be involved in, in the playoffs. Uh, Lubbock High fell to Ryder 57 nothing, And uh, Monterey was a loser as well. That's tough for those kids. Um, I think I told you this on Friday. 35 to 14 was the final to Amarillo. I mean, they, they had a 13 year old kid playing. I mean, they've just been beset with injuries um, and small numbers, but they're apparently their freshman class is uh, pretty well stocked. Uh, the playoffs will continue. Uh, the season will continue for both Friendship and <clears throat> Lubbock Cooper, two schools that we carry all of their games for. Uh, the Lubbock Cooper Pirates uh, won over Caprock 36 to 7 Friday night. Up in uh, Amarillo, it was very cold up there on Friday evening. It was cold here. Okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, Friendship beat uh, San Angelo Central 30-21. to 21. That's a good good win for them. they co-district champions. Mm-hmm. So we'll hear from uh, their, those coaches later on uh, in the week. We'll have uh, Tech Basketball on the air for you tonight. Lady Raiders take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi, the Islanders. We'll have that on uh, 107.7 yes. FM. Mark and I'll have that for you at, uh, at 5, play-by-play play at 5.30. And then tonight on Double T 97.3, after that game, you'll hear Texas Tech and Northwestern State. So that'll be uh, tonight um, at 8 o'clock as the scheduled tip time. Red Raiders are ranked 25th. 
heading into this basketball season. And they'll join a, a host of other Big 12 schools that are playing today. I say today because Baylor is playing this morning at 11 against Mississippi Valley State. Okay. Well, that's fun. West Virginia has Mount St. Mary's at 6. Uh, number 5, Kansas, plays Omaha tonight at 7. Number 14, TCU, plays Arkansas Pine Bluff. Oklahoma entertains Sam Houston. Iowa State entertains Uipui, I-U-P-U-I, Uipui, whatever. That's at 7 from uh, from Ames. Uh, Texas is in action tonight. They play UTEP. Longhorns are number 12. UT Arlington and Oklahoma State play in Stillwater at Gallagher-Iba. And then tonight in Manhattan, it's uh, K-State and UT Rio Grande Valley. K-State with a new coach. Okay? So... Good for uh, all that to uh, get underway tonight uh, for the start of college basketball. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we get this. Give a shout out to David Mora, senior at Monterey, for winning the state cross-country championship. And nice. his coach, Krista Jones. Boom, Plainsman. Yes. Congratulations to, to him. That's Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, somebody says this. At least Bree Scott has been retweeting the Lady Raider Twitter account so she hasn't quit. No, she's on this personal pause. And I, when I tell you that I, I don't know, I truly do not know um, what the reason is for the personal pause. So she was at the game last uh, Tuesday against Midwestern State, um, was wearing a Lady Raider hoodie. She wasn't at practice yesterday. So I, I don't know the status. I don't know what she needs to do or what they need to do uh, to bridge the gap in terms of her playing critical player for the lady Raiders this year, because she's a score. Um, and this, uh, this must've come up in the last two weeks because they took her to big 12 media days in Kansas city before the start of the season, which was just a couple of weeks ago. So again, I do not know what the issue there is. Uh, Jojo Nawari um, has an illness. Um, they were fortunate to find it, um, and uh, she was at practice yesterday, but she was in street clothes, so not even in warm-ups. So she's not at a point yet where she can uh, can practice, let alone play. Okay, but everybody else um, was present and accounted for yesterday. What we've learned to do, think and I, and I'm sure that I don't know if you guys went through this with baseball or not. I think the the men's guys went through this just to a certain degree is we just kind of became conditioned because of COVID. Anytime we went to practice or shoot around or a game, start counting players. It's like, okay, where's so-and-so? Or, okay, everybody's here. We're good to go. Okay. Um, so many baseball players, it's, it's different to do yeah. that than when you've got, in, you know, in, in the Lady Raiders case, you know, this year you, you have 14 on your roster. Um, so it's easier to go, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, we got everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody says this, think I'll take a personal pause from work today. Okay. <laughs> Some might say that I'd, I do that every day. <clears throat> okay. That'd be fun to take a personal pause. Take a personal pause. Yeah, take a personal pause. Cowboys don't play until uh, Sunday. Uh, they take on the Green Bay Packers. I had said, and I'm going to be wrong on this, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm wrong on this because 
first of all, I don't want anybody to lose their job. And second of all, I, I am a fan of the Cowboys. I mean, the Chiefs are my number one team, but the Cowboys are number two. Um, but Mike McCarthy's not going to get fired before they play at Green Bay. I don't think he is. Matt LaFleur might. They've lost five in a row. Yeah, I don't think he is either. No, probably probably not. That uh, Cowboy-Packer game is a 325 uh, kick, and the does Cowboys it, are favored by five. Does it feel like the Packers just need to move on from Aaron Rodgers and just like clean the cupboards and just start over? I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback. I'm I'm not at all, but it just feels like Well, they haven't done anything to support him. I I get it. I get it. That's that's fair. I I think the GM should be gone too. It just it just feels like there's obviously animosity there between Rogers and the and the organization, and they may have come to terms, and you know may pretend like they've worked it out, but clearly there's still bad blood there, and it just feels like to me that not everybody's pulling in the same direction on everything. But you're right. I mean, they. I mean, and plus they've had injuries to their receivers as well. That's really affected them also. And then but, they leak out all the information uh, over the weekend about who they tried to get and didn't get. Yeah, which was, I mean, yeah, you know, they're I, trying I to say, save a little face there. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, somebody asked this question: How did Texas Christian turn around the losing season to nine and zero? But we are still in the mess we are in as a program. Just so much losing here. At what point is Kirby accountable? Well, he's always accountable. Okay, so I think there's always there's always accountability uh, with. But in terms of why is TCU more so? Uh, why are they nine and zero? Well, I mean, offensive I, line with the second most experience in the conference, and a, a quarterback and a, who's been playing in the league for five years. Just stop right there. Yeah. Just stop right there. I think those two things. like the best offensive line in the conference. You know, four returning starters and a fifth guy that's a tra- that's a transfer from SMU. Mm-hmm. You absolutely nailed it, Jeff, with those two things. And an, an experienced quarterback mm-hmm. who's been taken to a new level with his new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yep. That's I it mean, right there. Experienced quarterback play. I mean, he's been the best player in the conference this year. He has found his stride and been terrific. He stayed healthy the whole year. Right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I mean, he wasn't just. And so they've done a great job. And then they have had, again, they've had so many breaks. The, the, the luck they of the Irish that. is living not yeah. in Notre Dame, but in Fort Worth. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you real quick. Could, could, who won the game for TCU on Saturday? Who won the game? I felt like they're running back. Kendry Miller? Yeah, kind of took the game over. Okay. So uh, he ran for really, 158. Yeah. So their offensive line mm-hmm. and Kendra Miller. Yeah. And, and then you could you could Good. also say that we set them up with a basically you know <laughs> no question you know 30. No question. So I mean it's not like they had this dominant player. It's not like they had a Patrick Mahomes over there that was just slicing and dicing you up. I mean, no, you, I mean he had almost 160 yards. That's pretty I, good. I, I know, but I mean, mm-hmm. but 50 of them came on one run. So he had 20 carries for 118 yards. I mean, again, it wasn't I like they... Junk. I know, but it wasn't like they just dominated you. That's, I guess that's my point. You 
put them in a better position to win than you put yourself in a better position to win. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.